Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com slash give. Hello, everybody. Let's read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is often minimalistic at key points when, when it comes to the inspiration of the words of scripture. He doesn't go on and on with the gory details. Think of the description of our Lord's crucifixion, for example, right? In the same gospel, the gospel of Luke, chapter 23, it says this. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him. No blood, no gore, no lash by lash account. Just there they crucified him. And the same thing is true here in Luke 2. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. Period. That's it. No gory details. Why not? Why does the Holy Spirit keep it so simple, so stark? Well, modesty for one thing, right? But the Holy Spirit doesn't always shy away from the gory, te- gory details when he sees fit. Um, what comes to mind when I say the word, the name Ehud? All of you 10-year-old boys know. I guess, Jason, you're a 10-year-old boy. Do you think of gory details? What about JL? Forrest? Forrest, yeah. Yeah. What about um, the Song of Solomon? Now, you wouldn't quite say gory details, but you would um, say enough to blush, right? So why not here? Why not a video Bible? Have you seen these video Bibles that are out there? They're, they're whole productions um, that probably cost millions of dollars. There's big money in forgetting the fact that God gave us a book, right? Because we would rather have the movie. Um, But remember, the book is always better than the movie. But we want to see. We want to see blood and gore and shame. 
But God doesn't give it to us. He doesn't give it to us here. He gives us a simple, humble, modest sentence. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. But I think it's more than just modesty. There's no need to go into the gory details with either the crucifixion of Jesus or the birth of Jesus. There's no need to go into the gory details. Why not? Because these are such mundane events. Think about the crucifixion first. How can I say the crucifixion was a mundane event, an everyday kind of event? Well, crucifixion was an everyday event in the Roman Empire. It happened all the time, sometimes in large numbers, sometimes like 6,000 at a time, and always in public. No one reading these gospels for the first time would have needed the Holy Spirit to go on and on in detail because they'd all seen it. And death itself is certainly a mundane event. Of course, it's a once in a lifetime event. But everyone dies. Everyone has seen death, especially in a day when death wasn't hidden away. But there's one experience that is even more mundane than death, and that's birth. Because in the history of the world, there have been at least two men who, who didn't die, right? Enoch and Elijah. But everyone has experienced birth. Even our Lord, who was born of a woman, Everyone has been present for at least one birth. And most of us don't remember it. Although there are rumors that one of the Ummel boys does. Yeah. Did. But birth is literally the universal experience of all mankind. And so why do we need gory details? And most adults in the world have been present for at least one other birth besides their own. Now, how many of you have been present for at least one other birth besides your own? It's amazing, isn't it? Isn't birth amazing? But it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Every birth of each of my sons has been a terrifying experience. And I'm not talking about the pain. I, I obviously have no experience of that, right? But at every birth, I've had the dread that someone would die. Either my wife or my child. Do you think Jesus' birth was any different? Do you really believe the version of the Christmas cards and the Christmas carols? Do you think that Mary was delivered without the pains of childbirth? Do you think Joseph was perfectly at ease as Mary gave birth to her firstborn son? And where do you think Joseph was, by the way? 
We assume that he was there with Mary, acting as her mid-husband, right? Or her, her doulas. Not her doula. But the, the more I think about the situation, the more I doubt that. I don't know. But remember that Mary and Joseph aren't married yet. Remember it says it right here. They're still just engaged. They haven't been intimate yet. And I, I find it hard to imagine that Joseph would violate the modesty of his fiance by catching the baby. And so if that's true, then how did this delivery happen? No midwife, no doula, no mother, no mother-in-law, no helpful perfectly understanding, caring husband, like all of you are, probably. Just Mary. Just little teenaged Mary. Probably all alone, practically. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And where is she? We know she's not inside the inn, there's no room in there, so she's outside, she's in the cattle stall, the barn. So think of barns, straw, dirt, and what? (laughs) All right, manure, yes. No running water, no hygienic measures, right? Just her and this baby and the pain and the terrifying dread. So there's a video going around uh, online of a husband and his wife driving in a car (laughs) to the hospital to deliver a baby. Have any of you seen this? None of you have seen this? Mary Lee has seen it. Uh, Okay. Okay. Some of you will admit to it. I'm the one who showed it to my wife. (laughs) So there's the husband, and he's driving. And uh, the wife is sitting in the pastor seat, and she's in labor. And it's not pretty, right? And she's screaming in, in pain. She's freaking out. And the husband is remarkably calm. He's driving along, and he's, he has the presence of mind to, to, to videotape the whole thing <laughs> on the phone. Everything he says is calm, and it's okay, honey. We'll, we'll be there soon. Don't worry. Well, they didn't get there. And she's freaking out, and then, boom, she gives birth to a baby. Right there in the car, right while they're, while they're driving down the road. No midwife, no doula, not even the husband to catch the baby, right? She delivers the baby. And immediately, as soon as the baby is delivered, she's, she's ecstatic, right? She says, it's a boy. We have a baby boy. Now, that must have been something like the birth of Jesus. Because that mother in the car, I think it was in Texas, wasn't expecting it to go that way. 
was she? That wasn't in her birth plan. How many of you, uh, are there any first time mothers tonight? Expectant for the first time? There is one, and it happens to be my daughter-in-law, yes. Do you have a birth plan? Does it ever go according to the birth plan? If the plan is simply, you know, it's inside and now it's outside. Well, Mary wasn't expecting it to go that way either. She wasn't expecting to give birth to her firstborn son in a barn. She wasn't expecting to be all alone. No, my, my mother will be there, and maybe grandma will be there, and, and the midwife will be there, maybe my sisters will be there, you know, it'll be great. She wasn't expecting to have to wrap up her baby and put him in a food trough for animals. That wasn't in her birth plan. She wasn't expecting to lie exhausted on a dirt floor that smelled like manure when she was done. She wasn't even expecting to be expecting. But here she was. Behold the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And so what do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect for your life? What do you expect for your children? What do you expect for your health and the health of your family? What do you expect for Christmas? I just thought it would be a white Christmas. I just thought we wouldn't fight this year. I just, thought, I just thought that he wouldn't bring that up at the Christmas dinner table. I just thought I would get such and such. I just thought there would be the warm glow of Christmases long, long ago. I just thought. How many events, how many days, how many lives are ruined by I just thought? Don't lay all your hopes on your expectations being fulfilled. They won't be. It will not work out the way you thought it would, either in the little details or in the big picture. And the older you get, it becomes very clear. You have two choices. Either abandon yourself to the care and the wisdom and the love of God no matter what happens or become cynical and bitter because nothing ever matches the idealized fiction that you painted in your head. One more thing about the birth of Jesus. I had never thought of this before. J.C. Ryle told me. We all know that the death of Jesus was a public event. The death of Jesus was a public event. He was crucified in public in a, in a prominent place for everybody to see. But actually the same thing is true of his birth. He was born just outside an inn 
This is a public place, not in a private room, but in a place where all kinds of people were, and it was crowded, it was so crowded that there was no room inside, that means there are people outside. It's a place where everyone would have been coming and going because of their animals being kept there. Everyone must have known what was going on out there. There are no radios. There are no TVs to drown out the noise, right? And I know we're gonna sing this in just a little bit and it's wonderful and it's sweet and it's so beautiful, but it was not a silent night. All was not calm. So when we sing it, just think of after, right? After the birth. So Jesus' birth was a public birth. Everyone who was there knew what was going on. And his death was a public death. Now why, why is that important? Because God wants the world to know him. He wants you to know him. This Jesus who humbled himself and took on the form of a baby, born to a poor teenage girl, laid in a feed trough, so that he could die for your sins and be raised up as the king of the world. His birth was not a private secret thing. His life was not a private secret thing. His death was not a private secret thing. His reign is not a private secret thing. Your faith may not be a private secret thing. And so come and worship him. And Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, again, we are amazed and in wonder at this truth, this reality, this event. Our Lord Jesus, come from heaven, born of a teenage girl, a virgin, all so that he could die and be raised from the dead to reign, to cover our sins, to bring us back to you. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.